T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Now it's time for another fabulous episode of the Bob and Jeff Show, starring Bob Lutz. You're going to tell this listening audience, who adores me, let's be honest. Oh, behave. Jeff Lutz. I'm spreading my wing. This is me to the nth degree. Wow! Hey! Isn't that exciting? 97.5 in 1240 KFH. Stand by for action. Hello, everybody. Welcome. It's a Tuesday edition the Bob and Jeff Show on KFH Radio. Bob Lutz, Jeff Lutz, co-hosting, Max Power, producing, engineering. And as always, 869-1240 is our phone number. Ted Woodward giving your uh, Indiana Pacers some love in his sports uh, update. Winners of 7 of 8 beat the Celtics last night. Sure did. You watched that over the national championship game. Uh, which makes no Barely sense. made it through the end of the Pacers game. Very tired last night. Didn't even get to watch the press conferences or anything. So when I went to sleep, I think it was still halftime or thereabouts, 17 to 10, Michigan against Washington. And that was it. That was curtains for me. Washington could have won the game, but Michael Penix, who Max uh, played a promo of, me saying he should have won the Heisman. Thanks, Max. Uh, made me look foolish. Didn't play well. Why was did Ted not talking have about his a, the Pacers? Did, did not have his A game. No, he didn't, I guess. Uh, bothered me. I, was, I kept waiting for Washington to explode. But Michael Penix, I'm going to be honest here, because you know what I am. I'm forthright. Uh, I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong. Michael Penix looks scared of that Michigan pass rush. Like a deer in the headlights. I don't know, maybe. Got rid of the ball too soon, too carelessly, was not impressed with him. And I'll guarantee you he hurt his NFL stock last night. Hmm. Those guys want you to be able to stand in that pocket. We'll see. move up in the pocket. Or you, you got to be a pocket manager. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to play in the NFL as a quarterback, you better be able to manage the pocket. <laughs> Please stop. Well, no, I'm serious. I don't want. I don't want this. Are you now? Are you now a uh, combine guy? What are you doing here? No, I'm being serious with you. I'm trying to get you to engage. I, I, I don't want to talk was, about the pocket. I was bothered by Michael Penix's awareness and I won't. I won't say ability because he has the ability, but his uh, willingness to. Manage the pocket. Well, it's not I always. I don't know what, how else to put it. Not I don't always know. him. If the defense is coming after you, you got to get rid of the ball. You can't. Just I understand, but there killed. were there were uh, several times in that game where he could have made something happen. He missed a wide open receiver in the first half for what should have been a touchdown. It was just a little bit uh, irritating because this is a guy that yesterday on this show I promoted heavily. And in that promo we just heard. Well, that's Max's fault. Well, that's your that fault. Promo. You said it. And you. then playing it. And then, you know, everybody tells me, well, these promos, they just appear randomly. I'm not buying it. That no, was he put purposely that one in. done to make me look bad. You should have waited a day to, to make all these proclamations. J.J. McCarthy didn't play super well, but Michigan has a better the team around him. You know what he did? Got, had a good defense. He managed the pocket. He, he did? looked scared of the moment. 
and their running game was very good, especially in the first half. Uh, Edwards had two touchdown runs of over 40 yards. I don't know if that's ever happened in a uh, in a national championship. Game. I don't know either. I'd have to check, but I assume somewhere it has two. Yeah, of over 40. I would guess that the it longest has. Longest touchdown run had been. Uh, I, I I may get that wrong. I believe Reggie Bush had a 50-yard run. That's the longest in a national championship. That's what game. I believe I saw on the show last night. But I could be wrong. So I'm not going to completely uh, validate that. It may have been in the I – don't, I don't know. But I, I know I saw that. He was the only person in the national championship game to rush for two touchdowns of over 40 yards. That's impressive to me. That means something. What are you looking up? Uh, in the CFP chap championship game, uh, Derrick Henry had a 50-yarder. I, did, I don't I go back. I thought Reggie Bush had one. Maybe I'd confuse the two. But, okay, that validates what I said. 50 yards, the longest touchdown run in the college football playoff championship game. And we've had that for a while now. Now, no more four teams. We go to 12 next year. The outcry today is that the best team in the country didn't even play in the playoffs. Georgia. Uh, which has some credibility. You can make a very good case of for that. Of course it does. But uh, the committee backed itself into a corner. Right. Had to pick Alabama, so that, that meant they had to pick uh, Texas, which had beaten Alabama, which means Texas they shouldn't have been in it. Probably not. It should have been Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, and Washington. And uh, Texas shouldn't have been in it. I'll, st I'll stand by that until who knows when. Well, Texas did not uh, make any waves in the CFP. Next year, we don't, well, we don't have to worry about it. 12-team playoff. Uh, is K-State in the playoff next year? No. Does the Big 12 get two? I would, uh, I would say that's unlikely. Well, the SEC gets four. And the Big, Big Ten, Ten gets, gets three. at least three, maybe three. four. They won't get tip Oregon, four. Washington, Michigan, Ohio State. Yeah, they won't get those four. I'm going to tell you right now. Or uh, USC. The ACC will get one. Uh, there'll be an at-large. Two at-large. Uh, the Big 12 will get two. And I predict it to be Kansas State and Utah. Kansas State's not No, Arizona. Kansas State and Arizona. I saw a projection. Man, you don't understand how good Avery Johnson's going to be. You he's, don't get it. He's not going to be Georgia good. You don't understand it. I do That's understand That's a shame. It. You don't know how good he's going to be next year. I know I know just fine how he'll be. You don't know how good but he's not, State's going to be. He's not going to the playoff. You, you uh, again, just take things a little too far every time. I admire it on some level. I mean, why not put yourself out there, go on a limb, but Here's what uh, you it, do. it eliminates well, I don't any think, kind I don't of content. think you're right about that. I think it well, you're dead wrong. It's, it, it, it's too far. It's so far that it's almost even impossible. Will K-State go to the playoffs next year? 869-1240 no. is the number if you want to refute. Refute. I love that word. It sounds almost like swearing, but it's not there. Here's the athletics. Now listen to me. I don't care. Refute. You know what? If you don't want to be on this show you don't with even me, know the, you need to get out of here. You don't even know the because, definition of refute. Because I am. You're looking for rebuke or rebut. No, refute. Re, no, refute means prove somebody wrong. Right. They're not going to prove you prove wrong. Prove him wrong. No, they're not going to prove you wrong because you, you stated an opinion. Rebut. So, so here's That's the. That's almost uh, another word that. Uh, go ahead. Here's the you're you're all so serious over there. I don't uh, even know what you're talking about anymore. Here's the CFP am I projection. That much? I don't even care about the CFP. I'm going to give it to you, and you just think about which teams. The two at-larges are Notre Dame and Liberty. Um, Liberty ain't going anywhere, my friend. Well, they have you have to have one from the group of five. They are not that group. Did well, you who, see how badly they got beat by Oregon? Doesn't really. It doesn't matter. I mean. Somebody has to go from one of those conferences. Okay, keep going. One through four are the four highest-rated conference champions, which are going to be the power four now. 
uh, Georgia one, Oregon two, Clemson three, and Utah four. So we can pretty much assume the ACC is not getting two. Utah's vastly uh, – listen, I like Utah. They have a good coach. They're not going to be in K-State's world. Your 5-12 matchup is Alabama-Liberty, 6-11 Ohio State-Notre Dame, 7-10. Notre Get back to me when Notre Dame is in the college 7-10 football Texas playoff. Ole Miss and 8-9 Michigan-Washington. No is- Missouri. No. No, Ar- no Arizona. Of course not. Uh, here's Mark Schlebach. Is that how you say his yeah, name? Yeah, I think so. From ESPN.com, who's a guy I go to, even though I can't pronounce his name, for my college football What's information. Number one is very early top 25 next year. Georgia 1, Texas 2, Oregon 3, Alabama 4, Ohio State 5, Michigan 6, Ole Miss 7, Missouri 8, Arizona 9, Notre Dame 10, Washington 11, Penn State 12, Utah 13, LSU 14, Oklahoma 15, Florida State 16, Tennessee 17, Oklahoma State 18, (laughs) Clemson 19, NC State 20, K-State 21, Louisville 22, Kansas 23. What did I say? You said they Both could be a top be in 10. the top 25. I said that. No, you said they'd be I in the top. I said they do have the capability of being in the top 10. They'd, in the uh, preseason, believe, you said. No, I, ne- I never said, you said that. It. No, you I didn't. Max. I did not. Rewind the tape. SMU 24. They'll be in the ACC. And Iowa. Iowa. 25. So there you go. Aren't you pretty bored by about 11 through 25 or 9? No, because I am, uh, I'm more bullish on Kansas State and Kansas than you are. No, I get so that. So I look forward to next football season seeing them uh, make me look good. No, I get that. They're not making you look good. Everybody has them in their top 20. No, no, I mean uh, higher. What, what the K-State's picked what, fourth in the Big 12, according to these rankings? Well, who was ahead let me, of uh, Let me look at that again. Because uh, if they're fourth or fifth in the Big 12, how are they going to be? Why are they rated number 21 in the preseason? There's only four conferences 18, now. 18, Oklahoma State. Well, give me a break. Uh, so they're rated uh, higher than K State. 13, Utah. Uh, okay, that might. No, and uh, nine, Arizona. So you've got three teams ahead of them in the uh, Big 12 which I don't think is going to be the case. Hard to say. K-State has not necessarily proven, even with good starts and good teams and good rosters and uh, capable everything, that they can go a season without losing three or four. But you know why people put stock in what I say? No. Because I'm usually right. I really don't. Honestly, I have no you idea really don't. why. No. So you're, what you're doing is uh, tarnishing my many years as a newspaper columnist. I, I'll say this, though. In which I put out great thought and tried to support it. What, what, what are you I don't like when say? anybody puts a whole lot of stock in what anybody says. Really? I mean, I value people's opinions. Do and you things, value mine? Yeah, I value it, but it doesn't guide you me. you put stock in it? If you, if you could buy stock, if, if the New York Stock Exchange tomorrow allowed you to buy stock in my opinion. What? Give me one opinion they, that I'd they, be able and, to. And they said for every right opinion, this stock's going to shoot up. And for every wrong opinion, it's going to drop. And you started with $100. At the end of a year, how much money would you have? $2 million? Right. <laughs> right. Right. By betting against you. No. By putting stock into what I say. Oh, well, I have none after the first day or two. Uh, so if I put $1,000 on your opinion, I don't even know how stocks work, so let's just end this right now. Anyway, I'd make well, I'm money. I'm very active in the stock I'm, I, If I would make money against your pick of K-State and the CFP. I bet they finish higher than fourth in the Big 12. Fourth isn't bad. I bet they finish higher. Yes. What's their non-conference schedule? Don't care. In They're fact, gonna, what is their schedule? I don't know. Look it up. It's not up to me to look for it. It could be up to anybody. This, if this is something you're interested in learning, 
that's uh, not my job to teach you. So uh, I'm I curious guess. about their schedule as well. Uh, K-State loses Will Howard, of course. They lose Cooper Beebe from their offensive line. They lose tight end Ben Sennett, big, big loss. Safety Kobe Savage, wide receiver Phillip Brooks, running back Treshawn Ward, defensive end Nate Matlack, and cornerback Will Lee. They are adding, this is according uh, to ESPN and Mark Schlebach, uh, some good players. I don't know these guys. I don't know that they'd mean much to our listeners. Uh, but to me, the big difference is that youngster they have at quarterback. I think he's going to be fantastic. And I think he'll be fantastic next year. All right. Here's K-State's schedule. UT Martin. Win. At Tulane. Win. Although Tulane's changing coaches. That's they'll win. I mean, let's be honest. They'll, they'll win at Tulane. You would think. But Tulane's had a good program. Next. Arizona at home. Tough one. That's a great opener. It will tell us a lot, won't it? That is so fascinating. Uh, that is an, uh, that's an incredible game. For the opener of Big 12 play for the Wildcats, both, at, both Wildcats. What date is that? September 14th. That's so early for that game to happen. Well, they only have two non-conference Keep games. going. This is the way of the world, man. Used to have three. Now you have two. Uh, at BYU. Win. At Colorado. Win. Yeesh. Colorado's not even ranked in March. Colorado's going to improve. At Houston. Win. Four road games in a row. At Iowa State. Tough one, but win. Arizona State at home. Win. What a weird schedule. Uh, Oklahoma State at home. Win. Kansas at home. They never beat Oklahoma. Uh, Kansas at home, that's a uh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, date TVA. Cincinnati at home. Should be a win. Cincinnati will get better, but should be a win. Uh, and then you have at West Virginia. Read me Kansas's schedule. Because that's a pretty tough one. They don't have Utah, right? K-State doesn't play Utah. No. Who did uh, Cincinnati beat the other day? In basketball, they went on the road and, and won at BYU. Yeah, that was a good one. Which I tried to tell you that that was going to be an interesting game. And you again, well, what do you know? You're 700 years old. No, I didn't. I did. I, I agreed with you. No, I don't. Somehow, that's not how I recall. Somehow, K State ha, or KU has three non-conference games, so maybe KU K State's looking to add one. Uh, Lindenwood. <laughs> if I mean that's a game. At Illinois. And then uh, you and then they UNL, better win that game. And they, then UNLV. They better be three and zero. They they they're much better than UNLV. Uh, they better win at Illinois. And they'd be 3-0 and going into the conference. What's their opening conference game? At Arizona State. Interesting, but they'll win that one. At Baylor. Baylor's in a rebuilding mode. I think they'll beat Baylor. At BYU. Do, they, do these teams play any games at home? I don't know if this is in order. Well, KU's home. We don't know where KU's home is. Uh, at BYU? Yeah. They'll win that one. Home against Colorado. Win. Home against TCU. I don't think TCU's in a great place. Win. Home against Houston. Win. Home against Iowa State. Win. At Kansas State. That one I don't have a pick yet. And at West Virginia. That's an easy. Who do they not play in the Big 12? They didn't play Utah. They don't play Arizona, do they? They don't play Arizona. They don't play Utah or Arizona. Do they play Oklahoma State? No. I mean, are you kidding? Are you kidding? They don't play any of those schools. They're the ones that are ranked. I know, so it KU's looking up. pretty good. KU's got it set up. Yeah, pretty much. Well, good. Now you agree with me. Well, yeah, the schedule tells me. But we don't know. I mean, Colorado might be really good, maybe. Maybe, but... But that is a home game. But we don't we don't know about Colorado. And we know, according to all the prognosticators, that Arizona, Utah, and apparently Oklahoma State are going to be pretty good, right? 
They're the ones so that are KU ranked. KU has only one opponent ranked in the very early Mark Schlebach top 25. K-State. And that's K-State. Right. Who will they'll, who they'll play every year. And they play K-State. Where do they play them this year? What'd in you Manhattan. Just say? In Manhattan. Well, it's fascinating. KU lined up to do something. Seems like it. All right. Good luck to them. We, here's what the show looks like today. Uh, coming up next, we've got the brothers Kinnaman, Kurt and Clint. Really? Kurt, the head coach at McPherson High School. Clint, the head coach at Remington High School. They both made their mark for a long time in coaching in the state of Kansas. Uh, so we look forward to talking to them. At 245, Aubrey Sherrod. Last week we had Cliff Levingston. You notice a little theme? I guess so. I'm trying to go back to 80s Shocker basketball. All right, well, give me Sasha Radunovich, and we'll have some. Love Aubrey Sherrod. He'll join us at 245. And then a game coming up in hour number two at 325. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLV.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Uh, all right, we are joined by the brothers Kinnaman. Clint, who is the head coach at Remington High School, nearby Whitewater, and Kurt, the head coach at McPherson, uh, up the road from Wichita, about a little less than an hour away. Both highly successful boys basketball coaches. Guys, welcome. How are you? I'm doing fine. This is Clint, by the way, and I'll tell you what, this is Clint, and it's going to be tough to tell uh, the difference between our voices would be my guess. I was going to say, I was like, I know that's Kurt, but I was wrong. (laughs) Kurt, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. Nice, uh, nice. Wait a to be minute, that's and, the uh, same guy. <laughs> yeah, well, it, yeah. I just I told Clint he could do the whole thing. No, uh, <laughs> yeah, we sound alike, and our mom and dad sometimes have trouble with that too. Believe it or not. Uh, so, full disclosure: when I reached out to Clint today to get your number, Kurt, my intent was to just have you on, and to get Clint maybe at a later date because uh, we like both of you very well. But Clint uh, said, you know, I'd be much better on radio. So that convinced me to go for both of you. Now, Clint said I would be much more enjoyable to talk to you. (laughs) There you go. That's probably probably a better way to put it. He thinks he's the nicer brother, but he's really not. I'm a lot calmer than he is usually. (laughs) Uh, Kurt, let's start with you. You got a, a very good McPherson team undefeated, uh, just uh, an amazing heritage and tradition in that community when it comes to basketball. Uh, how many years now at McPherson? This is my uh, 29th year as head coach, and uh, I was a freshman coach for, 
for five years. So this is actually my 34th year uh, having something to do with McPherson basketball. Well, you, I can't think of anybody, anybody who has more firsthand knowledge of what basketball has meant to that community. Uh, how has it stayed so, so strong? What, what drives uh, basketball in a place like McPherson? Well, I, people are very knowledgeable about uh, the way that, that the game has, uh, is supposed to be played. And even though the game has uh, involved, evolved, we still, uh, we still try to do it. Uh, what I consider to be the right way, and I know it's the same way that Clint does it, and and that's being unselfish. That's being able to to guard somebody. That's carrying the basketball, making an extra pass, uh, and and recognizing that that uh, individual accolades aren't as important as team accolades. And uh, I was walking out last night out of practice with my assistant coach of uh, 20 years, Gordon Peck. He's come back for. Uh, since he's been gone for nine years and he's coming back. And I, and I just said, you know, I said, are you having fun? And coach Peck said, yeah, I'm, I'm having fun. And I said, you know, we really need to recognize how lucky uh, we are. You know, here we are, we're, we've had a game postponed because of snow day. And I remember when I was in high school, I'd pout around and, and have a terrible practice. And, and these kids were excited to practice. They were excited to be in the gym. And I said, you know, it's not that way everywhere, Gordon. And, and uh, so I count my blessings every day that I get to be the head coach of McPherson High School. Clint, I'm I'm just curious with you because, and I don't want to paint you as some like coaching nomad because you were at uh, St. John for a really long time and had a whole lot of success there. But the last few years, it was first East and and now Remington. And I'm just curious what that does to your life, what it's like to change jobs. Uh, I, I assume you probably moved. You had conversations with your family can you just take us inside kind of that process for a coach especially at the high school level when when you change jobs well you know a lot of people are probably not dumb enough to change jobs right in the middle of pandemic uh but i was one that was dumb <laughs> enough to do that um you know we had we'd had a lot of success at st john because of the the community and the kids and you know like kurt was talking about you know, those kids knew how to play the right way. And, you know, once you got it kind of going, uh, the younger kids saw what the older ones were doing. The expectations were there uh, as far as what was expected in practice, what was expected as far as their effort, you know, how they acted in the community, not only that, but, uh, you know, as well as playing the game the right way. Um, to be honest, it was, it was kind of the teaching aspect. I was a little bit bored with what we were doing. Um thought, hey, let's try something different. Looked into the East job, uh, interviewed a couple others, uh, turned down some other jobs, and uh, decided to take a, a huge plunge, uh, you know, in the middle of, of COVID and, and took the job at East. And, you know, I came in with my eyes, you know, wide open. I knew it was going to be a lot different as far as um, the expectations as a coach, expectations, um, you know, how, how the kids were, uh, how, how shall I say this, the situation that they're growing up in, you know, and I was trying to hopefully give those kids the same kind of experience that we had at, at uh, St. John, you know, very family uh, type situation. And, you know, we tried really hard and, and we had a pretty good first year, second year, we had a lot of, a lot of turmoil and, I had gotten to where, you know, it wasn't going to be good for me. So, fortunately, the Remington job opened up. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed my time at Remington so far. We had a pretty good year last year. Uh, community really is, is wanting a good basketball team, and they're extremely supportive. The kids are extremely hardworking. Uh, right now, we're really, really young. So, you know, we're going to take some lumps down the road this season just because of the youth that we're playing. But I'm excited to be where I am. Um, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I tried it at East and it just wasn't for me. Um, but you know, I, I'm really enjoying where I'm at now at Remington. Talking to, uh, the brothers Kinnaman, Clint and Kurt, both have coached in the state of Kansas for a long time. So what, first of all, what's the difference in your ages, Kurt? What, what's the difference? Who's the older brother here? 
Well, if you looked at us, you'd say that Clint's obviously the oldest, but I'm I am uh, three years older than Clint. So, yep, <laughs> I've been so at it depends uh, on a little bit looking at depends <laughs> on if you're looking at the grayness of the hair or the thinning of the hair. If you're looking at the thinning, you say I was the oldest, but uh, the gray. I didn't anticipate that. that I didn't anticipate that becoming an argument, but I love it because oh, I'm sure it's not the first argument you guys you have had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, many, many in the driveway 40 years ago. <laughs> so when you both, uh, when you grow up and you're together and you both kind of get into the basketball and, and you both become coaches and both highly successful coaches, uh, does that create any kind of a rivalry between the two of you? Did it? Are you past it? How, what is, how does that work? Oh, I, I are you going to take that one? Uh, Sure. Who's going to answer that? Uh, I'll let Kurt go. This is Kurt. All right, so probably early on there was a little bit. And, and uh, you know, when I was a freshman coach at McPherson, Clint uh, was at Claflin and coaching the greatest high school girls basketball player ever playing the state of Kansas in uh, Jackie Styles. And, and uh, you know, I'd be lying if I said that I wasn't a little bit jealous of that. Um, but uh, – He's my best friend. We we bounce things off each other. Uh, we we grew up extremely competitive with each, each other. You, you look at the paths that we followed. Uh, it's kind of interesting. We both went to Hutch Juco. Um, he ended up playing uh, a year of football also at Hutch Juco. Then we both went to McPherson College, uh, and I ended up playing a year of football at McPherson College, and, and he was a, the quarterback and played basketball at McPherson College. So uh, our collegiate uh, careers were almost identical. And so we kind of had the same mentors growing up. Um, at Hutch Juco, I had Gary Bargan. Uh, he had uh, Dave Farrar. Uh, and then, of course, we both had Coach Trimmel at McPherson College. So uh, we kind of learned the game of basketball through the same people. And, and early on, uh, Clint and I became involved with uh, Coach Williams' basketball camp uh, at Kansas. And, uh, you know, that was a great resource to have, not necessarily Coach Williams, but his assistants and being around those guys. And so uh, still to this day, uh, a lot of the things that we do uh, – you know, we're, we're learned from, from KU when, when Coach Williams was there, and then uh, we've kind of continued the same relationship with Coach Self, and uh, he's been very open in, in letting us come to his practices, and, uh, you know, he has treated us very, very well. But it's, it's nice to know that, that you have resources who are uh, not only the best high school and, and, and uh, also college coaches uh, in the country. And so uh, that's kind of a cool thing and a thing that we've enjoyed together. There's nothing better than the, the two weeks that Clint and I spend together working uh, at Bill Self's basketball camp every summer because uh, you get to, to talk a lot of basketball with a lot of great guys, but we also get to play golf every afternoon. And that's, if you want to talk about where we are still very highly competitive and rivals, uh, just meet us down at Sand Creek Station sometime. <laughs> That would be fun. You know, we, sure, we have a uh, – we've got a, just a very minimal bet every year, you know, to see who's going to win the, the total summer, you know, stroke challenge. So it, it's been kind of fun. <laughs> it kind of goes back and forth year to year. So, Clint Kenneman, Clint Kenneman, our guest, Clint, the head coach at Remington High School in Whitewater. Kurt, the head coach for many years at McPherson. Go so, ahead. So, Clint, what was that like for you growing up? Uh, a few years younger, kind of following in the footsteps. And I don't like that phrase because I have a relative who's sitting right in front of me whose footsteps I kind of followed, and I heard about it a lot. So did you hear about it a lot? Were you referred to more as, as Kurt's brother or as your first name growing up? Well, you know, Kurt was a tremendous high school uh, basketball player. In fact, he still holds the the state record for uh, points per game. Um you know, I, I guess I probably was growing up in his shadow a little bit as a basketball player. Um, I was probably a better football player than what I was a basketball player. But uh, my passion was basketball, so uh, I ended up going into, you know, playing at Hutch, 
my freshman year under Gary Bargan uh, in basketball, and then I decided I wanted to play both the following year, so so I gave that a whirl. But, um, you know, I have nothing nothing but uh, the utmost respect for Kurt, uh, what he's done as a player. Um, obviously, what he's done as a coach is just, you know, off the charts. Uh, but like he said, you know, we, we do uh, share information with each other. Uh, if I'm struggling with, hey, what are we going to do against this? I don't hesitate to give him a call. He's the same way with me. So, you know, when your best friend is also a really good coach uh, and a trusted uh, colleague, you know, you don't hesitate to give him a shout. All right. Before we let you go, Kurt, I got to ask you, uh, and by the way, both of these guys are from the great town of St. John out in western Kansas. So I got to ask you, Kurt, about your team because you're undefeated. Are you playing the game tonight against Augusta, or did weather get the best of you? Weather got us, but uh, we are fortunate. We got one canceled last Friday, also, and so uh, we're going to play uh, Augusta tomorrow night. So uh, we're not going to be able to practice today, but uh, we're going to go in uh, tomorrow night, and, and we are ready to play a game. So. Besides your name being synonymous with McPherson basketball, the Pyle name is also synonymous with McPherson basketball, and I swear it's never gonna it's never gonna end. The pipeline is forever. You got three piles on your roster. One's a sophomore. One's a junior. One's a senior. What what the heck is you you struck gold in that one? Didn't they got you? others too. Yeah. Uh... Certainly, those those three and and down through the years, you know, uh, Ben Pyle and Drew Pyle were both Mr. Kansas basketball players, obviously, and and it goes way further than that, all the way back to to Ed Pyle, and and uh, so uh, it's nice to have those brothers uh, here in town, and uh, those those three three Eds, two are brothers, and and one's a cousin, and and they've been uh, integral to our success this year. There's no doubt about that. Well, good stuff. I'm glad that uh, I had the uh, wherewithal to say to myself, it'd be better to get both of these guys on the show (laughs) rather than just one, and I'm happy we did. Uh, We appreciate both of you. Thank you for coaching and helping kids, and uh, best of luck the rest of the way, Clint and Kurt Kenneman. Appreciate it. Thanks, All right. Thanks for having Thank us on. Thank you, Bob. All right. Take care. Uh, all right. The Kinnaman boys, the Kinnaman brothers. Who, there they uh, were. Who grew up in St. John, went to Hutch, McPherson College. Great Kansas story as uh, far as I'm concerned. I like stuff like that. You know that. Of course. Where is St. John, Kansas? Western Kansas. Of course, that's what I said. <laughs> About what part of Saint of Western Alexa Kansas? Alexa wanted to ask or answer where Saint John. About Kansas. what part? What? Give me a general. Kind of in that uh, in that southwestern part of the state. Not really. Saint John's more directly west of Hutchinson, uh, probably sixty miles. Yeah, that's kind of in the southern. Nah, uh, you couldn't be more wrong. I'll look it up on a map. I've been there a you few sure? times. I covered the St. John Midwinter Classic one year. I don't know. I don't remember why. You know, I didn't really cover the games. I went out to do a column on what midseason tournaments meant to communities like St. John. They've had the Midwi- Midwinter Classic in St. John forever. Yeah, and and uh, City has one. Well, but I'm talking about the small, the real small towns. Okay. What they others? Have, well, you got Chanute. You've got Halstead. Uh, there's a few others. I'd need some time to think. But I chose to go out to St. John and write about that one. Aubrey Sherrod joins us on the hotline. Former Shocker great, former Heights great. How many times can I use the word great, Aubrey? Uh, well, I guess many times you won't, Bob. It's no worries now. <laughs> <laughs> how you doing, Jeff? How you Jeff? been, first of all? It's been a little while. How you, how you doing? How you surviving Pretty the cold good. here? Yeah. It's okay. I'm staying inside, trying to avoid that coldness outside. So looking forward to better weather, I guess. Yeah, it's a, it's a little frigid. So let's get your take. Uh, once a shocker, always a shocker. Once a falcon, always a falcon. So first, uh, your take on 
uh, Wichita State basketball. They've hit a rough patch here in Paul Mills' first season. Uh, we talked at length about them yesterday. I think they're missing floor leadership. Uh, that's their number one thing, I think, that I see them missing. What are your thoughts uh, so far on Wichita State basketball? Yeah, I can echo what you're saying as far as floor leadership and Xavier Bell and Kobe Rogers and Kenny Poto, those guys with the experience from the shocker from the past, someone needs to step up and be able to lead the team out of this slump there. And, and they're struggling as a team totally. And hopefully we can find a way to get those guys to play together and hopefully they can find a way to get themselves out of this situation they're in right now. Sometimes I don't enunciate well. I, I, I was talking about their floor leadership uh, instead of just leadership as a whole. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who the leaders are on the Shockers. Yeah, I think, Bob, in a situation like that, when you don't know who the leader is, someone has to step up. And sometimes I can just kind of relate back to our era where you can lead by example or you can lead by someone who's vocal and we had guys like Xavier and Antoine and Cliff and Antoine Carr and the other guys on our team, James Bugs, Bug Eye Gibbs. They led by just playing hard and playing together. And when you in a situation like they're in right now in this four-game losing streak, you have to have someone verbally to step up and find a way to get themselves out of it. And it starts really in practice, and it starts with – then willing to make the sacrifice as a team to realize, hey, when we are in a tough situation right now and we're in this tough situation as far as we need a great basket or we need a situation where we need to get a team or get a player involved, we have to sacrifice as a team and get the ball to a certain player when you're struggling like this. What do you think, uh, Aubrey, that the message – I don't know who it would come from necessarily, but how, how I guess do you think the fans should be feeling about this? I know a lot of people are, are itching for a return to, to glory. There have been two-plus now years of, of kind of being down, not as good as expected with uh, in the past personnel that are now in the NBA, three guys. Um, so, you know, what, what, what would you tell fans? Is it, is it right to still preach patience with a, with a group of fans that's not being patient because it's a first-year coach, or how would you even address that? It's a combination of fans being patient, and we are having turnover. We just lost IB just recently as a head coach, and now we turn over a new coach and Coach Mills, and he got to implement his system in, and he got to get his players in through – whether it's transferring portal or going out recruiting. So it's a combination of being patient. And you're right about what we have been spoiled as fans in the glory days of Coach Marshall and making it to the NCAA tournament and then making it to the Final Four in 2013. So we're at a different stage right now as a fan. But the key right now is when we are at this adversity time, you still need the fan support. So hopefully the fans can continue to come out and support the team. And hopefully coming up this Sunday against Memphis, they can come in and maybe uh, support the fans, support the players, and hopefully get out of this slump right now. But it takes a combination of things to get this back on track. Aubrey Sherrod, our guest, one of the great scorers and players in Wichita State basketball history. So you mentioned some of your teammates, and it's a who's who. Uh, X, Cliff, Antoine, others. Uh, if NIL had existed in your day, how many of those players could Wichita State have held on to for the four years that all of you played there? Well, except for Cliff, who played uh, two, I believe. Yeah, two years, three years. It's hard to say, Bob, because now with NIL and players wanting to play immediately and opportunities out there for other university to more likely poach the players. And you can have situations where even you see today where certain players are not satisfied with their playing time or they might feel like they don't fit in a certain situation as they were at the beginning of their careers in college. So it's kind of hard to project what would have happened back in the days. But I think with our coaching staff we had with Coach Smithson and Coach Shore and Coach Jones, 
and the community that supported us back in the day, I think, Bob, we probably would have found a way to keep all our players there. And plus, we were in a very unique situation when I played with those guys we just mentioned that one thing I've always tell people when we have these conversations that that we all had our different personalities. But the one thing about it was when we showed up at 730 at night, we put aside our own selfish personal goals and we played unselfishly now sometimes regrettedly we hope that people like Antoine and X could have been a little bit more aggressive because they were so physically talented than most of the players but more likely we all played together and we all got along with each other and I thought that was really the key back in those days to that success we had that we knew what our roles were and we played it very well we played at a high level how do you look at NIL, Aubrey, from a personal standpoint? Do you look at it as, you know, you were part of an era where, you know, the game was growing a lot and, uh, you know, but maybe by the time you were out of school that the NCAA tournament was really starting to gain a major, major foothold or all over TV and things like that? Or do you feel like you missed out by not uh, getting some of those op- opportunities uh, for NIL and other things? I think, Jeff, that, A, I don't feel like I missed out because we're all born at a certain time in our lives. So sometimes in life you just have to deal with what you have at a certain moment. But as far as opportunities, I think it's great for finally the players actually getting a piece of the pie. I mean, I think the one untold story still is that with the TV contracts, whether it's football or whether it's basketball, Dylan, in our conference, AAC, we're only exclusively basketball as far as Wichita State, that the players are still not being compensated as far as with TV packages. So if they can find a way, I think personally, if we really want to start to be fair, just double the stipend for everybody across the board. I think that might be a start of not having so much transfer portal and a lot of people making second decisions to go to another school. Now, granted, with exception with the great players, as you know, whether it's in football, you hear stories about football players getting a million or two and well-earned and well-deserved. But to keep a balance of the other players and the other student athletes, I, I think they should start out with just trying to double the stipend. I think that was put a hole a little bit on the transfer portal. Visiting with Aubrey Sherrod here on the Bob and Jeff Show. So we've talked a lot about Wichita State and, and uh, NIL. Let's go back to your more formative years at Heights High School uh, where you were a three-year standout became a McDonald's All-American, one of the leading scorers in City League history. Uh, with all that you accomplished in basketball, uh, how many of your memories are traced back to those years at Heights, Aubrey? Very much so, Bob, as far as me being a hometown guy and having support from my family and my friends here locally and still having contact with some of the former players I played with in the past in high school and we still hang out every once in a while and as a matter of fact one of my high school teammates harold pitts who was a point guard for us and greg davis who went to wichita heights and then transferred to cape and to play with greg Dryling. we're probably going to go to a couple of wichita state basketball games like we normally do every year every once in a while so i still have the contact members with those guys and it still stings, Bob, believe it or not, uh, not making it to the state uh, my sophomore year and then losing to South High by two points my senior year. So even though it was 40-plus years ago, you always remember those tough losses and what could have been with the teams we had. But I still definitely enjoy uh, those conversations we do have every once in a while about our past and playing at Wichita Heights back in those days. Well, please uh, don't uh, give me up as a friend after I mention what I'm about to mention. I think the most shocking result I heard uh, during my years at the Wichita Eagle were when you guys lost to Topeka when you were a sophomore and Antoine was a senior. That team looked like it was going to win the state championship, and you got bounced out in the sub-state. Sorry to bring that up, Robbery. I knew that was a bad decision the, the minute I started talking about it. 
<laughs> no, Bob, but one thing about being a former player that if you listen to most of the stories, people in general never talk about their success as far as winning. It's always <laughs> about those tough losses, and I can really remember that. So that does not bother me. And you have those conversations with people in the past, and you have rivals who bring up things like the South High rivals, and they remember when they win, they bring it up and say, hey, we beat you guys. And what can you say? I say, hey, you won. You move on. And we're so far removed from those years now. It's amazing how time just passes. You know, I talk to people all the time. I'm a 69-year-old man now. I talk to people about those years of City League basketball. It's hard to even describe how good this league was at that time because every team had really good players. There were no there were no teams that you 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 thought oh, we we can win this one easily. It was a battle, truly a battle, every night, wasn't it? Absolutely. It was definitely not a day off as far as playing from Cape to Carroll to Northwest to anyone, North High, you can name it. And every Tuesday and Friday were definitely a battle in front of pack houses. They're very exciting. And you're right. It was just tough back in those days. And we produced a lot of major college players and guys that went on to play juco ball too. So very highly competitive and very talented players we played back in the era. Aubrey, I always enjoy talking with you. It's fun to catch up. We appreciate it. We'll get you on again soon and see how the Shockers fare here in the next month or so. All right. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks. All right. Aubrey Sherrod. Uh, all right. We'll take a break. We've got keep, uh, giving yourself an extra year. You're 68 still. I'll be 69 in less than two months. Yeah. Well, no one does that. You round up. You do? Yeah. I well, was 68 so until September 5th. So you get six months? If you round up. That's dumb. Why would anyone round up? Well, I don't know. You can't you're, round down. You're 68, man. Uh, I'm 68. Good news for everyone. I'll be back with you. Stay with us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.